Hey, real quick, a quick word of thanks to today's sponsor, Vertex Innovations, before we get started. For over 17 years, Vertex has been building the nation's wireless and broadband networks. Providing project management, network engineering, and construction oversight are just some of the ways Vertex helps their clients. So if you're looking for more of a partner to help you with your wireless network designs, construction, implementation, or operations, reach out to Vertex. You can find them at vertex-us.com. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-U-S.com. Welcome to the 5G Guys Podcast, the premier resource for industry insiders and newcomers alike to explore anything and everything wireless telecommunication. We discuss, explain, and explore all things wireless technology. So let's dive right in. Welcome your host, Dan McVaugh and Wayne Smith. Welcome back for another episode of the 5G Guys. I'm Wayne Smith, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dan McVaugh. Hey, everyone. Welcome back for another episode. Thanks again for listening. Today, Wayne and I thought it would be a great uh, way to sort of wrap up our first year as a podcast to look back at a lot of the episodes that we've recorded, um, look back at our first 17 episodes, talk about our thoughts, what we learned, who we met, some of the topics that we covered. So uh, so what do you think, Wayne? Should we uh, dive in and maybe start to start at the top? Yeah, I think it'd be great. I mean, it's always good to look back and re- you know take the time to reflect on what we've learned since the information comes so fast. And we, we have actually produced quite a few uh, podcasts since, since we got started. And when did we get started? Do you remember the dates? I mean, we started recording. Oh, we started recording in, uh, in June, July timeframe, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's about half a year, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I know we put a lot of work into the concept well before that. It's crazy how uh, how much uh, work there was to actually get this thing off the ground. But once we got it, it's been flying pretty good. So, but, uh, so let's see. So we started our first episode ever was Cellular 101. And then we also did uh, explaining the G's with uh, Dr. Patrick Perini. So let's let's start there. Give me your give me your thoughts. What when you reflect back on those two episodes, what is it? What what are your highlights? Oh man, so I really enjoyed. You know, one I think in the cellular one hundred and one is just you and I walking back in our history. You know, I think sometimes that history um, gives us the path for the future. And reading history and remembering what we built and why we took the building blocks that we did in the industry. It was super fascinating for me. And it gave me an appreciation for all the people that we met and worked with in those early years where we were just out there slamming, building cell sites everywhere. You know, Mm -hmm. I think in those times we were super productive as companies and individuals building this new emerging technology. We knew it was going to be something, but we just didn't realize the side of it. And then with Patrick, Oh my gosh, I love his analogy and how he explained each phase of it from 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G. And, you know, and it really, I had, even though I worked in it for so long, I haven't heard it explained that way, where, you know, 4G was the first digitalization of all the network, and 3G was voice and data, and 2G was the true messaging. And, and so I thought, um, you know, he was a great, great person to have on at the beginning to tie in the history on where we were going. I really got a lot out of it. And I, hopefully our listeners did. Mm-hmm. And because it's always good to have a foundation of where an industry comes from, you know, and 100 years from now, these are the type of episodes that resonate when it, when we do talk about the history of the technology. 
But yeah, yeah that's kind of my take on those first two. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I really yeah. loved it. I think I had similar thoughts. You know, I I think I sort of feel like at this point in my career, I've 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 woken up and reflecting back, realized like you know for a long time, just having your head down cranking, like you said, you don't really appreciate the amazing sort of accomplishments and and um, impacts that that we've all had on on the world and the industry with the technology and you know you just wake up one day and all of a sudden you're you're just amazed at how much has happened you know I, I i like to say we're in a technology revolution right now and and so that was one i think uh one thing i think it was also good for me to kind of think back introspectively and sort through how to help people understand complex concepts in technology using wireless um specifically but using simple analogies, simple concepts, and that it's actually not as overwhelming as it might seem. And so I think to realize that there is a way to help people understand and, and grasp and, and adopt wireless technology without being overwhelmed by the complexities, uh, I think that was, I think that was a big uh, aha for me when I think back through those first couple episodes. Um, and you're right. I mean, I've known Patrick for you know, uh, over 20 years, he's a great guy. He's really good. As you said, at taking, he's, he's super smart. Um, he's definitely played a big role in some very complicated things in this industry over the years, but he's really good at like, I want to say dumbing it down, but make it easier for, for those of us that are not as, as, um, smart as he is and understanding the bits and bytes of the technology. So, um, really, I think it was a, a great way to kick off. And I think it, it really set the tone for the, the rest of the episodes that followed, in my opinion. Yeah, great, great, great. And then, so, so let's see. So then after that, we had Dr. Cheryl Ziegler come on to talk to us about uh, technology and mental health. Dr. Ziegler being a child psychologist, uh, very well versed. You know, you, she's on TV, on the Today Show, books, uh, worldwide speaker. So it was, it was great to tackle, you know, how are cell phones and technology impacting our kids, our relationship with our kids, their world, how they see the world differently than we do with technology being part of their life since they were born. Um, I thought that was very fascinating. Yeah, likewise, you know, it, I have two young teens and I think some of the when we talk about learning, right, or, or learning in life, even as a dad, yeah, I've been in technology a long time. But as a dad, you know, I'm trying to deal with a balance for your kids. And I think the things that we learned from Cheryl or Dr. Ziegler, she um, she outlined some really great principles. And since then, you know, weirdly enough, I found that we've applied some of those techniques in our child, you know, as being parents. And we've shared them with quite a few others. And one of the, the things that stick out for me was the contract, you know, where she believes uh, putting a contract together and how she explained that principle. We have quite a few friends have now as the kids became 16, have written contracts with their new drivers around the rules of curfew, phone uses in the vehicle. And uh, just last week, one of the kids came over and he's like, yeah, I lost my car. And <laughs> we're like, well, so why did you do that? And he's like, well, I broke the contract. My parents wrote a contract and I stayed out past curfew. And the first offense was a week without my car. And so I think, you know, those those principles help a parent navigate very challenging times. Even for us, you know, is having, I think, more appreciation for our kids use of the devices in a different way than we do, you know. And um, 
super empowering. I think any way that if, anytime you can find a shortcut to help navigate the world of parenthood in today's world is, hey, man, you know, it's a win-win for <laughs> everybody involved. So, yeah, I love that one, too. I've yeah, going for hours. Yeah, I, I, I wish that uh, I would I would have met Cheryl and you know my kids are older; they're in their twenties and 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 ha- had instituted so I had the opportunity to institute some of the things that that like the contract. But it was also a good reminder for me that you know she pointed out that the technology and the phones are also a great way to stay connected with our kids, um, and that if used the right way, they're a great tool and that they should be embraced as well. Just done the right way. So I think that was a good takeaway for me as well. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. So then after that, uh, we had uh, Bill Douglas on CEO of OpticWise, uh, And we talked about the building of things. I thought it was an episode where um, he introduced us to a lot of the things that are going on in the commercial uh, real estate industry in terms of wireless and technology in buildings to enable uh, landlords to monetize their, their assets more to uh, provide more connectivity for tenants. So what were your thoughts on that one? What were your takeaways from, from Bill? Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, super interesting, you know, concept and I totally get it. Right. And I think uh, a principle that, that came to me because of what he's did, every building I've been in, I've thought about how the building is connected, even though it's an inanimate object, but it's really not. It's a, it's, it's a series of components that make that building work over time. And his concept of bringing those together in the building of things from the power generation to energy efficiency to water use, all these different sensor-based uh, organisms kind of gives you a look into what, what the future is going to be mm-hmm. in a more efficient, greener society. It may take years, you know, but anything good takes time to get there. And it was really fascinating in that model of looking at the building as a, as an organism in that way, using the technology to get there. So I thought, you know, every building I go in, I kind of think about <laughs> Bill's going to be like, that's weird. But I think about <laughs> that technology when I go in there and I try to look around. I'm starting to notice things that I never noticed before. And I think we have a long ways to go to bring it all together in a cohesive environment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and my takeaway was that um, it was kind of two sides of a coin. Like I was encouraged to see the progress of, you know, developers, building owners um, starting to adopt the technology. But yet, you know, we say all the time on this podcast that wireless is the is the fourth utility. Yet it, it is still a little discouraging that, um, you know, he talks about some of his potential customers that are still not getting it. And, and so it makes me think about, you know, where would we be if it wasn't for companies like OpticWise pushing the possibility into that, that industry? Um, and, and, you know, what, when's it, when is it going to flip when the industry, the building industry actually sees, hey, I've got to have wireless, just like I have to have water and electricity in my building. Like it's a fundamental part. And, and when that does happen as a whole, boy, it's going to be amazing to see the changes that'll happen with from the groundwork that companies like Bill uh, and OpticWise are doing. So it was definitely something I'm paying a lot more attention to now, just like you said before than I, than I did before. So, um, and then your, your good friend, Peter Thermos was on, on a couple episodes with us to talk about security and privacy and, and uh, he, what a sharp dude. And I'll tell you my takeaway right away was 
like I knew cybersecurity is there and it's something to be very cognizant of, but with the huge advancements we're having right now with 4G and 5G and distributed computing and AI and machine learning, the number of what he calls threat vectors are growing exponentially as well. And it's like, boy, I'm excited and scared at the same time. <laughs> I haven't thinking about that, you know? Yeah. Oh my, yeah. I mean, and you, and you read about it and it's definitely, especially I think some of the things that surprised me is the state sponsored events of cybersecurity. You know what I mean? It's just, it's crazy to think that that can happen. I just read another article, um, last week of this huge tower in Moscow and it's about cybersecurity and really it's about theft of Bitcoin. You know, that is such a giant industry that they have now, you know, just getting into crypto wallets and doing different things, but it is a security threat. I think personally I've, you know, keyed a little bit. One way to prevent that is the private network. And I'm, I'm excited for what the private network brings into the future. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about it on one of the episodes, but I think that helps companies and organizations kind of prevent that piece of the, the you know, the, of the cybersecurity threat. Uh, personally, I've, I'm more, I've used the VPN principle, virtual VPN, more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. And kind of locked down my network and took some things and went back through and changed passwords and went and just built a more secure network that I really have more control of. And I didn't take it as a, a, a second thought. I took it as a first priority for our family and our stuff. And, you know, I've had I've had issues over the years and then but I couldn't I didn't take responsibility for it like I am now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good key takeaway for me, uh, you know, from Peter. Super fascinating of where the world's going, and I'm glad there's the Peter types out there who's mm-hmm. looking out and helping the carriers bring 5G to market, find vulnerabilities in that, and put those put those um, walls up, if you will. Yeah, you know? and that actually was another big takeaway for me was thinking back. You know, when when we do think back to the early days security was really an afterthought for us. Like we were reacting to the bad guys. Whereas mm-hmm. now companies like Palindrome and Peter, like, like pe- people like Peter are proactively part of the standards bodies process, part of the development of the technology now. So security is a first thought, like you said, not just for us as consumers, but the industry as well. And that, that is ab- absolutely very, uh, very, uh, securing to think about that, um, that, you know, we have taken a different thought. And, and if you wrap back, going back a little bit, remember Dr. Cheryl talked about in the contract, teaching her kids not to share their password. Right. Oh my gosh. Right? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's interesting when you kind of wrap it all together. So really cool. And then one of my favorite episodes was, and I, he's just one of my favorite people in the world is, is uh, Marty Cooper. And we had, you know, Marty, the father of the cell phone helped uh, working at Motorola invent the first portable cell phone, the first cell phone call back in 1973. And man, I could spend hours with that guy. He's just so yeah. awesome to talk to. And, uh, um, you know, who, I wouldn't be surprised if, if we have him on another episode at some point, cause he's just so fun to listen to and, and hear his stories. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on Marty? Oh yeah. Super fascinating. Even in the industry, you know, before you brought him in, you're like, Hey, this is the guy who, who, you know, made the first call understanding where he was going at the time in the giant bell companies. 
and then where we're at today, it was super fascinating conversation with him where, you know, he was a pioneer in breaking that down in that monopoly in order to bring these services to the world in America, you know, and then fast forward, he's still the guy trying to bring competitive solutions to the marketplace in the wireless world. So super fascinating. I agree with you. I could listen to him and he has so many stories to tell and really him and and, and his wife both have fascinating stories Mm -hmm. within the industry that they've, they brought technology that improved the lives of millions of people. And you know, so, you know, he told me that uh, Netflix is going to make a movie about him. He's got, oh, that's yeah, awesome. So he's trying to figure out who's going to play him. Ah, <laughs> that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah so. you, should, you should play him. You look kind of like him. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. Man. Acting is probably not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is hard enough. Though. Right? That's funny. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing my takeaway from um, getting to know Marty and spending time with him was an appreciation for sort of our founding fathers, if you are founding figures in the industry. And I've I've started reaching out to and connecting to more of, of those vets in the industry to learn from them. I mean, you and I've been, we, we like to say we've been around for a long time, man. We don't even scratch the surface compared to some of these guys. Right. And, and, uh, and the one realization I've had from them is, you know, if you look at Marty, for example, how altruistic he is in his career today, how he's doing a lot of things for continuing the betterment of the world, a lot of things around the, the third world and the digital divide and, and trying to, to bridge the gap of education in the U.S. with wireless. And so I think that's also been <clears throat> humbling for me to to sit back and think, okay, where's my place in doing the same thing for the world using what I know with wireless? So I, I think that was other, another big lesson I, I learned from Marty. And so I just, I just... Can't say enough about him in that episode. So let's. So what was next after that? Uh, let's see. Bob. Bob Pfeiffer. Bob. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that. Wow. Oh uh, yeah. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's really it, a lot of fronts for me. So we I live here in the Front Range, Colorado. We're the ski the ski state, if you would. And people who live here understand the challenges of getting to the mountain and getting home. And where Bob brought it together was I love the private uh, public partnership to solve transportation issues using technology. So interesting fact, I went, I went on a trip not too long ago and I went down to the Canyon where they, you know, where we used as a case study in here where he brought the carriers together to bring service and literally in this canyon, you could still navigate and you know, they took care of the services down there. And I, I, I could just, it was interesting where you could see I, that principle in use, mm-hmm. right? So super fascinating. I love what they're doing with it. I think it is, a, it makes a natural progression of bringing the two together to have a better travel experience, which, you know, for a state like Colorado, it increases tourism. It brings revenue in mm-hmm. it, it to your statement earlier, it bridges that digital divide to those rural communities who, you know, and, you know, I think with all things that's happened in the last couple of years, more and more people are moving to that type of environment. Mm -hmm. They want to grow a business and they need to have services and infrastructure, which is not only fiber, but the highway and transportation systems to get in and out of those communities. So, I love what he's doing. He was a fascinating individual and I loved what the energy that he brought to that. 
discussion. And I think it benefits everyone, not only here in Colorado, but across all the states that have that rural um, bridge that needs to be built, if you if you will. Yeah, no, the uh, the convergence of transportation and telecom, you know, Bob Pfeiffer's perspective um, as a, an employee with the Department of Transportation, I think for me, uh, I, I've always known that there's that opportunity for the two to work well together. And I think it's just encouraging to know that that the departments of transportation see that opportunity and, and to, to work with, with folks like him. The, the other thing that it, that it did is it also got me more involved with what's going on in the autonomous vehicle space. And we will be having a, a future episode on that, but a realization that we're at a real crossroads right now with regard to the convergence of telecom and transportation. And, you know, we're going to wake up quicker than we think seeing cars rider, driving around us without people driving them. And, uh, and we're at a real crossroads on some technology decisions that have to be made today on what's going to enable that for, you know, vehicles to talk to each other and vehicles to talk to networks and vice versa. So that's a big, big issue behind the scenes. That I don't think people realize is going on. There's a big battle right now between the, the behemoths in the technology space on what technology is going to become the standard worldwide, not just in the US. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I look forward to uh, having some some guests on and, and diving into that autonomous vehicle discussion uh, as a result of, you know, kicking that off with Bob. And then we had, let's see, after that, uh, we just started to get even deeper into some of the the latest and greatest with Pete Bernard from Microsoft. Great guest came on and talked about the convergence of uh, AI, IoT, Internet of Things, edge computing, Super smart guy, you know, good to see what Microsoft is doing and companies like Microsoft are doing behind the scenes. And, you know, I I think for me, it was a realization that, you know, um, artificial intelligence, edge computing, Internet of Things, like if it weren't for companies like Microsoft and the heavy lifting they're doing behind the scenes, like the explosion of technology that we're about to see wouldn't happen. And I think I just realized like we're going to wake up tomorrow and not even realize that the world around us has changed exponentially. And our our world is just going to be so different in a good way, in amazing ways. And we're not even going to realize it happened until all of a sudden we just, you know, we wake up and there's autonomous cars and smart buildings and smart cities mm-hmm. and smart highways. And it's going to be pretty amazing to see. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Pete was great. It is fascinating to get to look inside one of the pioneers in technology as you know, we all remember Microsoft and what it's brought to the market and improved our lives in so many different ways in their software. I did an interesting thing. I can't wait to double back on. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but Microsoft is building their own fiber network that they're going to, you know, bring to market and provide services on broadband side. So mm. super interesting how, how it aligns with what the things are Pete's working on. You know, it makes sense. They got data centers over the world. They're using AI, IOT, they need to move data. And so um, I agree with you. Super fascinating how the world is rapidly changing. And for you and I, we're learning this as we go, right? We're, we're seeing it in action. We're talking to individuals who are actually making it happen. Mm-hmm. And they may not have, they may not be in your news every day, but they're making it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what's fascinating about it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so then from there, we kicked off a whole series of really kind of use cases. Uh, we, we tackled some 
what some may consider controversial topics. I think you and I don't consider mm-hmm. them controversial. We consider them important, right? Yeah. Fi- the, you know, the, the, the concern that people have of uh, health safety from wireless networks, 5G radiation. Um, I think it was good that we, we tackled that. And I, I'd like to see our industry tackle those more proactively. Um, so I'm glad we did that episode. Um, what were your thoughts on, on, on that one? No, I mean, I think it's just good to highlight, you know, uh, uh, we've learned a lot as a society, you know, we need to have science in fact, and we need to, you know, we need to talk about these things so that we don't get ourselves wrapped up in what, what might happen Mm -hmm. right in, in the world. So, I mean, I think it was a good topic. I think we can go deeper as we move forward around things around safety with the technology just to address them find some experts around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how, kind of how I look at it is we learn early on, you and I, and, you know, engineering backgrounds a little different, our approach to it, but not everyone has that. And so I thought it was a good uh, entry into safety and a really touchy subject for some. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think for me, it highlights the importance of education. You know, the more that we as a society can be informed about how things work, the less we're going to get caught up in non-factual, nonsensical, you know, urban myths and legends. And, and, and so the importance of, of science and educating ourselves, educating others and being transparent is, is huge. And as technology is going to be changing so fast. It's just so important that as a as a society that we value that transparency and we value making sure that, you know, because if, if you don't understand something, of course, it's appropriate to be fearful of it until you do. But it's a responsibility we should put on ourselves as well to be informed. So I think yeah. that was that was a good sort of leveling episode for me to kind of level set. And the responsibility we have as technologists to educate and to be safe, and think about safety and everything we do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then we jumped into private networks, which I think we'll have tons of different episodes on private networks and the importance of it. You know, it's hard to do in one. There's so many facets and use cases of it. And it's happening in front of us. It's, I mean, you know, it's starting to take foothold. The equipment's starting to come out, you know, and people are starting to build their own networks. So I think that will be another fascinating segment of group topics in use cases as we you know move forward for sure. Yeah. I, I I think it's one of the biggest things that will change the dynamic of enterprise and society also moving forward. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think uh, if you think back to the personal computer and when the personal computer became a fundamental tool in the business workplace and mm-hmm. how that changed the business workplace in so many ways, it changed the way that they're their balance sheet and their financials even operated, right? They had to create IT departments. And it's. I think private networks, to your point, we're going to see that same sort of a quote-unquote revolution in the workplace um, as a result of, of private wireless networks. So I agree. I, I think, I think uh, you know, we've got several specific use cases uh, for future episodes. You know, one in particular that I'm hoping we'll have sooner than later is uh, a specific use case that... Um, of a private network for a school district with a, a large low income population of students and how they used a private network this last year during the, during the lockdown to, to reach out and make sure those kids didn't miss school. Awesome. Awesome use case. And there'll be just a ton more, like you said. 
and then we would we and then from there we dive right back into the the big guys right the commercial wireless networks and how people can understand who's got the best network for them and how they can make buying decisions for for their cellular service provider and 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 uh we share our opinions as well so i i thought that was a good good episode i i uh I would love to hear feedback from the audience on, you know, if it's been helpful for them in making those buying decisions. Yeah. I mean, it's a tough subject to get into because it's so geographically based, but it's becoming, you know, a uniform network. Here's my take on it. And, you know, of course I work in the industry, so I need to say that these, these companies, the AT&T, the Verizon, the T-Mobile, the Sprint, the Dish, they have a huge capital outflow. Some things that about them that I think super fascinating is how they spend to rebuild the network every few years. You know, I mean, that's a commitment that not all it's not an easy undertaking to do. And, you know, so I have admiration for those companies and the way they go out to try to bring service and improve. It's not an easy task. We're part of it. And um, so it's always good for me to talk about it. All of them have a great service offering. Mm-hmm. It just depends on who you are and what you're looking for. And so I thought that was super, I think, you know, we could go down that path and hopefully we can get some guests, you know, who can kind of tell some, some small differentiators between those, yeah. those big players. Yeah. No, that's a good point. The, uh, the nonstop nature of the wireless carrier ecosystem and, you know, complacency is death for them. Yeah. They have to always be driving forward, always spending money, always building, always modifying their networks. And so, yeah, to to that point, whoever you might think is the best network for you today is going to change tomorrow as well because these networks are so dynamic. And I think that's another kind of spin on that topic that we probably didn't dive into on that episode, but is worth uh, worth thinking about as well. And then on the same tone, then a question you and I have gotten asked a lot and, and prompted the next episode was, are these carriers acting like Big Brother, tracking our every move, knowing what we're doing, you know, who we're talking to? So I think that was another good, some might say controversial topic, but a good topic to dive into and, and shed some light on. Yeah, agreed. I mean, yeah, I, there's not a lot more you know for me to say about it. I, I think I have a utopian society idea on that I think every individual is entitled to something of their own data that they create. And maybe we'll get to a point in society where that that data is shared with the consumer since they create it instead of being the product. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think we could go on for hours about that subject and what the government does with it, how the data is used, how they get it. You know, there are protections, but there's rules around the protections. And so super fascinating. Um, I do probably side more than with a consumer on that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like, do you have any privacy left? But the ability to make that revenue goes back to the other point. I was sitting there thinking while you were talking about the network, I think, you know, it's not, it would be a far cry to say these guys have spent half a trillion dollars building their individual networks over time. And it could be way more than that. Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, so to get your mind around those numbers, you know, that is quite the investment. They have to find ways to uh, monetize it Mm -hmm. in order to continue to improve the capacities, 5G, for instance, or anything else. So, yeah, great. Great series of um, podcasts. I, to your point, I'd love to hear some feedback if 
if, um, you know, if you have something you want to hear about, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, like we always say, go to 5gguys.com, give us some feedback. We've had some great feedback from some, some listeners and love to hear more. So give us your comments. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook as well. We're, we're on all those platforms. Let's see. We had a couple more episodes, uh, prior the future of wireless energy, Sharif Shabane and the concept of charging our devices without cords. Right. Really cool. Really cool. (laughs) I love that guy. He was awesome. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's something I've been tracking for about 10 years now, actually. And it's really cool to see that I think we're getting closer to becoming a reality. It's inevitable. We're not going to have to charge our, our phones in anymore. Uh, we're not going to have to plug them in anymore. Uh, and it's going to happen sooner than we think. And it's really cool to, to see, you know, the rubber meeting the road on some actual patents and some actual technology trials. And, and what's cool about, um, uh, Wiggle, W-I-G-L, Sharif's company, is that they're a crowd-funded company as well. So they're not venture capital funded. They are consumers like you and I that found out about them and said, man, I want to be part of this and gave them some money to get this thing off the ground, which is really cool. Oh, my word. If you if you would have heard the conversations in my house over the years of when they change charging cords and who's got the charging cord here when you have young users is just, it's a fascinating development. And I think the way that they explain it, it is, it's like, it's Wi-Fi, And, you know, we all know what Wi-Fi is. It's how we get to the internet, but this is power on the same type of network. And I think it's going to take a while, but once people realize I don't have to go out and buy a bunch of cords from, you know, and I can just walk into my house and I'm charged. It's just, it's a crazy advancement. I'm, I'm, I'm super fascinated. Like you, I'll be, I'll be following that really close. I think there'll be some great breakthroughs for all of us. And really, what does it mean? It means your life's going to get a little simpler. One less thing you're going to have to worry about doing as a consumer mm-hmm. that you can now take that time and think about something else in your life. So yeah, back, in, a, back in the day, our, our great grandparents had to go get water and, you know, <laughs> carry it to the house. And now our, our first world problems are worrying about charging our phones. Right. <laughs> yeah. And now it's going to be done automatically through the air. So it's super crazy. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we kind of wrapped up our first uh, kind of batch of podcasts for this first year with uh, Chris cool, talking about public safety and how dependent our first responders are on wireless and how important it is to remember that. And I mean, his story about his personal experience having gone through being in law enforcement with his radio not working was just chills up my spine. Yeah. Uh, Amazing story. Um, It's also really reassuring to know that our first responders in the world are embracing the technology to bring it together so they can be safer. Here, here's an, uh, you know, something that happened for us last week. We went and did a walkthrough with our um, local SWAT hostage and bomb team. And what we learned, what we learned about law enforcement and what their roles are, it is a de-escalation of tense environments. So having communication a, a, around the world we live in for them to communicate and coordinate their response Super critical. It, it, it truly is. And hats off for those guys for getting it together. Definitely Chris and his his companies that build that technology for the first responders. That truly does improve all of our lives all the time. Mm-hmm. 
You know, if we can if we can get into a situation where they can bring an EMS in or fire or de-escalation in in the police side of it, where you know we have a, we all live a better life for it. So super fascinating. I've thought about it numerous times after. It's one of those stories and podcasts that sits with you for a while, you know, and you realize there's people out there. And you know, my matter me, um, I think personally, I'm at, I don't even know if I can get the word out. <laughs> how I admire the first responders and what their roles. It is a selfless job a lot of times and super thankful that they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I just looked at the clock. We've been talking for almost 40 minutes, my man. I think this is yeah, going to be our awesome. longest episode. And this is why we started the podcast, right? Cause this is how you and I always have been all the years is we'll get on the phone, we'll get on a zoom and we'll talk like this. And so it was, um, it was really special to, to sit down and reflect with you. And thanks for, uh, being my partner on the podcast. Um, it's been awesome. It's, uh, I've learned a ton. Um, I look forward to the next year of, of episodes coming up, you know, thanks to our, our listeners. Cause, uh, that's what it's all about is trying to reach out to you guys and want to, want to continue to connect with you. Um, so thanks for listening. Thanks for being my partner. It's been a great, great run so far. Yeah, likewise. I, I appreciate you and what we brought. I think one of the most important things in your life as a human is to continue to learn new things. And I have definitely done that. And uh, there's a piece of humility in there. And there's just uh, grateful to grateful to have a good partner that we can go back and get ideas. And this real this this forty minutes actually just zip by. <laughs> I'm kind of like this is going to be a hour one. But um, thank you, and thanks, thanks, you know, thanks to all of our listeners out there. Awesome! All right, till next time, everyone, be safe and be well. See ya. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Five G Guys. For more resources and to connect with Dan and Wayne, check out their website at fiveGGuys.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit that follow button and share this episode with your friends and family. 